0: Uh, I'm going to be speaking um, a bit more today uh, this evening about uh, this um, beautiful aspect of practice called uh, samatha tranquility and um, it's something that that personally I've actually discovered the value of fairly recently um... my own practice like many people's uh, is rooted in the discovery of my of of my experience of suffering and um, uh... and uh, and wanting to be free of it. And, um, and in my uh, encounter with Buddhist teachings, um, you know, I, I came to understood, understand uh, the sources of suffering or the causes of suffering as rooted in, in craving, uh, clinging, the All the unskillful habits of mind and uh, and I developed a kind of a an attitude of you know being this uh, spiritual warrior that I wanted to cut through all the delusion and um, uh, and uh And 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 also, I think I think in the way the teachings were presented, um, uh, very much about um, you know tranquility practices, samatha practices, being a um, uh, kind of a, a foundation that we learn to steady the mind. Um, but the real work is, you know, the insight practice. Where we see through the self, where we see through all the habits of mind, and and uh, and that the the calmness that we gained from um, samatha practice was something kind of temporary. Uh, it was you know it required many conditions. Uh, you know like you know that needed to be undisturbed and quiet and uh, uh, and um yeah and and also that you know there were these different kind of stages of absorptions and um and so it felt like you know you go from one stage to another and it it felt it felt like this uh very formal structured uh and also a kind of a there was something in it, implicit in it, I think, uh, that at least to my, um, uh, to my understanding, and possibly in the way it was presented, uh, there was something about striving and about accomplishing, and, um, which, uh, which didn't really call me. And it wasn't until fairly recently, when I began to really uh, dive into uh, the Anapanasati Sutta, the, the discourse on uh, mindfulness of breathing in and breathing out, uh, that that I've been talking about over the course of, of this retreat, that I um, I began to understand. Samatha, uh, samadhi, this practice in, in another way, and um, and maybe it's there's a I, I think I think there has uh, been a change in how these teachings are being presented by by teachers. I think there's people like Biku um, Analayo, or you know, there's more there's deep scholarship that's being done to. To rediscover some of the roots of the early Buddhist teachings and uh, and 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 express them in in different ways, perhaps um, ways more consistent with uh, the other teachings of the Buddha. I mean, we've you know the the Vipassana arriving in North America, you know, in Western society has, is a uh, it's a it's a process which is um, uh, it's unfolding and it's imperfect and it's developing and uh, yeah so so uh, anyway uh, just just a new appreciation for um, uh, within me for the beauty and the value of these, of these practices, and, and 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 understanding more deeply that that they are uh, very intertwined. As I as I mentioned uh, earlier, um, there's a point on retreat, when I totally forget when I said what, and it's it's actually only been 24 hours. <laughs> so uh, so uh, yeah. So at some point, I, I, I know I said that they're, they're very intertwined, and they they really arise together, and they and they support uh, each one supports the arising of the other. Um, so um, I'd like to um, to mention something that uh, Ron Berbia said. Uh, <coughs> Uh, this teacher that I'm—I've uh, been exploring his uh, how he presents uh, the uh, the insight teachings. Although I think he draws from other sources as well, um, and uh, so he uh, Rob offers a definition of insight. Um, as anything that cuts or melts something on which dukkha relies. So, so insight, uh, it cuts or melts something on which dukkha, suffering, so that the suffering that um, you know we're kind of stuck in the cycle of suffering uh, and and thus eradicating or at least diminishing that experience of dukkha so it could be something universal such as the nature of clinging so when we when there's mindfulness and we see the mind kind of reaching out and grasping something and then the mental proliferation that starts around I I want to get this. I need this. This will make me happy. I'll, you know, I'll, I'll have a better life if I get this thing, uh, or do this thing, or accomplish this thing. And um, so that's you know, so seeing the nature of clinging and how the mind keeps drawing us into these this never-ending cycle of more and more and and something new and something different. And it, but it could also be something more personal, such as understanding the triggers of a personal problem that's caused some anguish. So, so insight into, um, you know, recognizing that when some kind of thing is said or done, that it activates a pattern, um, uh, a habitual pattern of suffering. Uh, in our minds, in our hearts, and um, and so uh, so sometimes that second part uh, has has not been included in insight uh, in the in the definition of insight um, in in this tradition because it, it's kind of more in the psychological realm, whereas you know, usually we talk about Vipassana seeing deeply into the nature of things and um, so I, I I like that, I appreciate that because I really uh, have discovered over the course of years of practice and teaching that that these, these uh, there's an overlap in these realms um, and um, and so you know, in in samatha practice, uh, we're also supporting insight and and um, and 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 helping insight to develop. Because we discover the capacity to let go, so that that learning to the learning to recognize when the mind has wandered into proliferation into these habits uh, that you know that we all have. each of us have our individual patterns that have developed over a lifetime of conditioning experience and and so on. and um, and they're they're probably not so different from you know. One from another, uh, for the most part, anyway. And um, uh, but but they are unique to each one of us. And um, and so in samatha practice, you know, just seeing uh, and let letting go, seeing the proliferation, letting go, and coming back to the meditation object um, is a way of Releasing and re- and over time reducing that that craving that creates suffering. So um, so so I I'd, I'd like to point out that um, you know kind of some of the ways that that we can kind of understand what samatha practice is. Um, in in our practice this afternoon uh, and this morning, we we have been entering into uh, being present in the body and and recognizing that uh, or or familiarizing ourselves ourselves with. This uh, sense of abiding in the energy body, the energy body very close, closely connected to the emotional body. So, so we we might experience the energy body as more kind of vibrational, uh, energetic, and the emotional body more as having uh, different qualities of feelings. But but having the capacity to, to, to abide in that space <coughs> and to be with and give space to um, the different manifestations of energy and emotion and to, to kind of give it a space to be uh, received and known <coughs> in, with a, a quality of... Um, of balance and, um, and wholesomeness so, so not getting hooked, not getting drawn, not getting identified so um, so we can understand samatha practice as maybe this continuum of depth of meditation. Yes, there are uh, that there, there are um, experiences of samatha, which are uh, you know close to our ordinary awareness um, in collecting the mind and tranquilizing the mind, and then there are there are uh, <coughs> developments of uh, of jhana or absorption, which um, are different different from our kind of ordinary everyday states of mind but we can we can see it as a continuum of a depth of meditation well-being non entanglement and refinement of consciousness so that that might be a way we can think of it and uh, this quality of collectedness so so the the mind that <coughs> The mind and heart that kind of is is fragmented, is being pushed and pulled by wants and aversions and, um, uh, and hopes and fears and so on. Um, that that the the capacity to collect the mind to to unify the mind and and a sense of of harmonization of of body, heart and mind so harmonizing body, heart and mind so the body becomes relaxed, calm the mind becomes more still and steady and calm tranquil and that these, these states are actually characterized by an experience, experiences of well-being so I was kind of um introducing this in the guided meditation that that these that that this is actually a part of practice that 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 it's it's good it's useful it's nourishing to experience well-being i mean it might not be uh, so surprising to you to hear this but for me when in my, my original, my initial attitude was, um, you know, when I was introduced to metta practice, you know, it was like, you know, no, I don't want that stuff, you know, give me the wisdom, you know, I want the wisdom, you know, and uh, like, you know, oh, metta that's, you know, I don't know, meta's for sissies or something like that, you know, it's, it's very, very dismissive, like, it's too easy, it's too gentle. It's too, um, it's too pleasant, and and it took me a long time to realize that uh, I was dismissive and rejecting of that, because I I I I, I truly believed that I didn't deserve to experience those beautiful states, that that somehow I had to earn it, I had to you know. Cut through all the delusion, uh, and then maybe, maybe I would deserve some happiness and well-being. So, um, so, so it is actually, uh, you know, it's in in the story of the Buddha's um, own awakening experience. I'm, I'm sure many of you are very familiar with a lot of it, but I'll just, uh, you know, a quick outline of, you know, the points that I'm highlighting is that, you know, he, uh, this this um, deep aspiration to become free from suffering and the causes of suffering awakened in him as a young man when he encountered uh, experiences of aging, sickness, and death. The story of the Buddha is that he was very sheltered. He lived a protected, sheltered life and uh, was not allowed to see um, the, the realities of aging, sickness, and death. You know, it's. Uh, I think it's um, In some ways, reminiscent of or evocative of uh, some of our um, cultures' capitalist uh, systems, where you know there's so much abundance, and 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 people kind of reject or push away those who have the privilege. And the power to do so push away um, unpleasant experiences, um, and so so the Buddha at some point saw through this. He kind of broke out of this bubble that he had been placed in, um, and and he he went about in a very kind of. Uh, spiritual warrior kind of way, uh, going through all these austerities um, to try to, in some way, uh, conquer this this self that he um, saw as the enemy in some way, and um, and. Uh, and then you know he he actually uh, almost this, the legend goes he he almost um, died from starvation because he was so extreme in his practice and um, and then uh, he he actually remembered that as a young man he had had an experience uh, I think even. It was more like a boy. He was probably ten or twelve. But, you know, who knows? But I, the, the story, I think, paints it that way—that he was young—and um, and, uh, and he was sitting under a tree, and he he spontaneously experienced samadhi. He expe- he spontaneously experienced this this quality of harmonization of and col- collect. The collectedness of heart and mind uh, and body, that, um, and then he and he just sat there uh, with it, in this state of samadhi for some time, and he remembered it as a, a very beautiful experience, and um, and he thought that maybe maybe this is the way, maybe you know beating myself up and almost killing myself is is not the right way to go maybe maybe it's um, it's more through uh, a a deep relaxing and opening and uh, and harmonizing and so he and then so then he began his his uh, meditation under the Bodhi tree and and um, over the course of a, a day and a night came to awakening. So um, so the Buddha encouraged this form of meditation and, and he didn't seem to be too worried that we were we would get at, attached to the pleasantness of this experience. Um, you know in fact he said, he said, uh, in one of the discourses in the Pali Canon, he said, this, this kind of pleasure should be pursued. It should be developed. It should be cultivated. It should not be feared. So, um, and he also said uh, in another text that samadhi moves us in the direction of liberation. Just as the Ganges River flows toward the ocean, slopes toward the ocean, so too a practitioner who cultivates and develops states of samadhi flows, slopes and inclines toward nibbana. Nibbana is, is often translated as unbinding. Unbinding. So unbinding, we're bound up. We're all bound up inside. We're bound up to craving. And so releasing unbinding the attachments to these patterns, these fabrications, these mental proliferations that that keep us on this wheel of wanting more, wanting new, wanting different wanting to get rid of um, so. So it's in the uh, in the discourse on the the four applications of mindfulness, the Satipatthana Sutta. The Buddha the Buddha draws a distinction between <coughs> sensory pleasures and and spiritual <coughs> pleasures. So it's not that sensory pleasures are to be. Uh, you know, negated or denied. I mean, you know, some people do practice in that way, and and um, and uh, it, you know, it can go to an extreme, which is unbalanced. Um, but but the uh, so so sensory pleasures can be enjoyed, but it's the problem comes when we. when when the mind grasps and we get caught up in grasping or when we get caught up in aversion of not wanting things that are unpleasant and and this um, this way of finding happiness, contentment, uh, ease, well-being within our own being is uh, is a way that we can live with greater simplicity, greater contentment, less consumption, um, more in harmony with the earth, perhaps uh, more in tune with uh, justice and equality, um, equity in the world. So these are. This is this, these are this really skillful way of uh, of cultivating the heart and mind. So um, so samadhi is uh, is a resource for the whole of the path. Um, so just just by returning to the meditation object, returning to the breath, returning to the body, returning to sound, whatever is our meditation object, we learn patience, we learn perseverance, we learn um, mindfulness, we develop strength of mind. Just uh, because because. It's going to be many, many times that the mind will wander away. We can learn also kindness and compassion toward the mind. We see how the mind is so driven, and and it's the mind has a mind of its own. It's it it just it's not that we choose to uh, flare up into anger or go into fear or or. Or grasp somehow, or uh, construct a sense of self that is um, dependent on the admiration of people, uh, all of these ways of suffering. Um, it, these are These are ways that the mind has uh, developed um, because of causes and conditions of our lives. So we realize that the mind is not in our control. Uh, It also gives us confidence when we when we can begin to touch in to some sense of ease or okayness or a feeling of stability or uh, you know just even even as I was saying before having that that neutral uh, place in the body, perhaps to to rest. <clears throat> we, it gives us confidence. Um, we we have access to a reservoir of inner well being, a sense of sufficiency and contentment, and 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 knowing also that this that this originates within us, that it that it comes from. Our inner being, our inner development. We can feel less vulnerable, we can feel less dependent on changing and uncertain conditions. It helps us to establish confidence in the path as well. And samadhi, rather than being a source of attachment, you know, like sometimes there are warnings not to get too attached to these pleasant states, it's much more often a great support for letting go, for letting go of craving and clinging. And of course, this this steadiness of mind, which is so important, the capacity to look deeply at our experience and see Uh, see the changing nature see look into um, these characteristics that every experience uh, is marked by Um, impermanence and unsatisfactoriness or the incapacity to to fulfill us in any in any um, ongoing or enduring way and uh, and non-self that everything is contingent, everything everything we can imagine, I'm going to talk more about that tomorrow, is contingent on, on every other thing. In fact I'll talk more about the three characteristics tomorrow. So some other gifts of Samadhi Our deep rest and rejuvenation—that you know, uh, it's it's so deeply nourishing to just that when the mind, even for a few breaths, uh, stabilizes and gets quiet—it's so nourishing. The opening of the heart when we when we begin to really um, relinquish this drivenness of craving and clinging uh, and we see the suffering that comes with it, our heart opens to ourselves and to all beings. We can experience Emotional and sometimes even physical healing uh, from deep, deep states of samadhi, <coughs> a steadiness of energy, and and a, a capacity to to share this energy, to be available to others, because we're not so self-absorbed, self-obsessed. There, uh, there's a, a kind of a um, a well, we touch into a well of um, energy when when the, uh, the body, mind and heart are harmonized can give us a sense of safe space even if temporary uh, as we deepen in insight give us a sense of balance um, we can experience a quality of love I, I sort of Opened the door a little bit to uh, to that during the guided meditation, to to tap into um, our own, not own but um, but this inner being um, as being uh, a wellspring of kindness and love and. Uh, and so, and and the soil of the chitta, the heart mind, the, the chitta is 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 kind of well turned enough to to receive deeper insights. And we can also do live our lives in such a way to support this um, beautiful quality of samadhi in our lives. Um, living with greater simplicity. Uh, so not being preoccupied with accumulating, not being preoccupied with um, uh, kind of achieving in, in, I mean, we, we may have a passion that calls us to to work in the world, but, but in terms of, you know, personal recognition and achievement, um you know, that to the degree that can be seen through as as not leading to a deeper kind of happiness, um, that supports uh, the um, the collectiveness, the harmony of heart, mind. love and gratitude for the Dharma. Is a support for samadhi, and, and just gratitude in life, gratitude for the blessings of our lives. Um, gratitude brings us into this uh, sense of presence in our lives. It's, it's, uh, we're so often looking at what we don't have or what's not good enough, and uh, what's lacking, what's flawed. And so nourishing ourselves with gratitude is uh, is really important and conducive to deepening Samadhi. Having a playful attitude, like not taking ourselves so seriously, uh, uh, exploring, being curious, um, experimenting. And, um, and also having a wise and, uh, uh, and patient attitude toward the hindrances. So the hindrances, um, teachings on the hindrances are um, that there are these uh, habits of sense desire and aversion and confusion and restlessness and doubt that that keep us from, or that are uh, hindrances that are obstructions to the mind settling and becoming more st- steady and stable, and um, and so having this this patient attitude uh, toward the hindrances um, develops from and also supports the. Uh, the deepening of samadhi, and 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 having uh, a whole body awareness that develops in in samadhi that we've been exploring in in our practice today, this really helps us to um, to balance uh, the calmness and the energy. The receptivity and the activity. Uh, the um, knowing uh, how to be with difficult emotions, uh, how to give space to difficult emotions, and how to investigate. So, you know, the receiving, giving space, and then moving more intentionally in investigating, so so um, so, samadhi is a, a great, great support for that. So, um, So this is a this is a practice that we can cultivate in our daily lives, we don't need to spend, you know, a month or three months or six months in a retreat center or a monastery or to in order to uh, to cultivate it, we can retreats are helpful. Um, and and we can also uh, deepen this in our this experience in our daily lives, this quality. Uh, and there are many approaches. Meta is a a form of uh, samatha practice, when the when the mind becomes immersed in in loving kindness, even even this this practice, even using the phrases, um, you know, which uh, is you know can can sometimes feel. Um, a, a little dualistic. Um, nonetheless, it can be very skillful in, in, just, you know, returning our intention, and returning our attention, to the, this beautiful quality of heart. So I'd like to end with a poem. Um, poems are wonderful for. Saying things in um, ways that somehow can sink more deeply. So this, uh, this poem is called The Cure for It All, and it's by Julia Fehrenbacher. Go gently today Don't hurry or think about the next thing. Walk with the quiet trees. Can you believe how brave they are? How kind? Model your life after theirs. Blow kisses at yourself in the mirror, especially when you think you've messed up. Forgive yourself for not meeting your unreasonable expectations. You are human, not God. Don't be so arrogant. Praise fresh air, clean water, good dogs. Spin something from joy. Open a window, even if it's cold outside. Sit. Close your eyes. Breathe. Allow the river of it all to pulse through eyelashes, fingertips, bare toes. Breathe, at, breathe in, breathe out. Breathe until you find your bigness, until the sun rises in your veins. Breathe until you stop needing anything to be different. Let's just take the last minute or two to sit quietly together.